and welcome to The First Bill. My name is Q Nguyen and I serve as the Director of Content Development here at APHA. It is my pleasure to share updates on the news the pharmacy world cannot get enough of. GLP-1 agonists, which I'll refer to as GLP-1 agonists or GLP-1 receptor agonists. Now, despite the effectiveness of these agents, concerns have risen about their appropriate use, access, and potential side effects. With recent reports linking semaglutide to suicidal thoughts, prompting investigations by regulatory agencies in both the US and Europe. The US Food and Drug Administration has received 265 reports of suicidal thoughts or behaviors in patients taking GLP-1 agonists between 2010 and June 2023. Of these, 180 were submitted by one manufacturer. And alarmingly, 36 of the reports describe a death by suicide or a suspected suicide. And from the 265, about two-fifths of the reports stated symptoms ceased after the patient stopped taking the drug or lowered the dose. Of course, the FDA has been looking into this and similar concerns overseas prompted an investigation by European regulators in July 2023 based on their own reporting system. For FDA, Though these adverse event reports submitted by providers, patients, and drug makers provide a great warning system, they aren't considered definitive safety evidence. So let's jump into a retrospective analysis that helped to shed a bit more light on this. Published in early January of 2024, researchers examined the relationship between semaglutide and suicidal thoughts. The, research, the researchers first analyzed reports in over 240,000 people who were prescribed semaglutide or a non-GLP-1 agonist for weight management. Most had no previous history of suicidal thoughts. And among this group, 0.11% of those prescribed semaglutide reported suicidal thoughts within the first six months. For those prescribed non-GLP-1 agonists, the risk of suicidal thoughts was reported um, at almost four times the rate with a frequency of 0.43%. For those of you that must know, the hazard ratio was 0.27 with a 95% confidence interval of 0.20 to 0.36. Now for the same group, almost 8,000 people had a prior history of suicidal thoughts. So reports of recurrent suicidal thoughts occurred more than twice as often in the non-GLP-1 agonist group compared to semaglutide. These findings were not affected by gender, age, or ethnicity. In looking at treatment with semaglutide for type 2 diabetes, researchers evaluated records of more than 1.5 million people. And just like for weight management, individuals taking semaglutide had a lower risk of suicidal thoughts than those taking non-GLP-1 agonists with a hazard ratio of 0.36 and a 95% confidence interval of 0.25 to 0.53. The reduced risks associated with semaglutide lasted up to three years of follow-up. So with this analysis, coupled with the review of reports from the FDA's adverse event reporting system and other observational studies, the FDA shared a statement that their findings did not demonstrate an association between GLP-1 agonists and the occurrence of suicidal thoughts or actions. 
However, it was noted that the risk could not entirely be ruled out as the number of events was very small in both groups. Again, both the GLP1 agonist user group as well as the control groups. So they'll of course continue to investigate and this includes a meta-analysis of clinical trials across all GLP1 agonists products with an assessment of post-marketing data via the Sentinel initiative. In summary, the FDA and European Medical Agency wanted to report that the GLP1 receptor agonists likely do not cause suicidal thoughts or actions, and of course, they'll continue to assess the concern. Something to keep in mind for us is that obesity has been identified as a factor that elevates the risk of depression and vice versa. Depression can serve as a predictor for the development of obesity. With that said, healthcare professionals could monitor, should monitor, or and warn patients on GLP1 agonists about new or worsening depression, suicidal thoughts, or any unusual changes in mood or behavior. So have that conversation with your patients. Be safe and get familiar with 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Thank you so much for joining me today.